Oli, uh, make sure when you go to the West Ham uh, Palace. I'm, I'm not. Saying. I'm not saying it. You're I already wrong. know what I you're going to say. I'm, I'm not going to say it. Conor Gallagher is the goal. Look at that. In the league, they don't even compare. That Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher is the fucking goat. Right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Footy Fetish Podcast with myself, Alfie, my boy, Mark. Yo. And my boy, Ollie. Yo. How you guys doing today? Good. Good. Very well. Good, good. Uh, this is a uh, week three review and a bit of news for you. Now, um, just just a quick thing. I am dot darting about half an hour. Got some stuff to go, stuff going on. Let's rattle um, through it. But yeah, we'll get we'll get through some stuff. Obviously, transfer deadline day, boys. Oh, I've got my yellow tie. Oh, one of the best oh. days of the uh, one of the best day two days of the year. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, I don't know if we've spoken about this. Because obviously, this is not transfer deadline day material. I don't know if we've actually. I think this happened between us. Uh, the last two podcasts we've done, and that is Cristiano Ronaldo signed for Manchester United, boys. He's back. The Donny is back. What do you got? How do you? Firstly, Mark, as a Liverpool fan, how do you feel about it? Mark's not capable of making noises now. saying words. I think, I think it's good business by United. I mean, he was going to go to City beforehand, so a bit awkward, and then kind of was like United swooped in there, which was a bit weird to see. Not gonna yeah, lie. Um, I think it's all right. Uh, it's not great because it is he is a goat really and yeah, you can't take his age into consideration still because he's still banging goals in and he's still doing mad stuff so yeah 100%. it's a bit of a problem uh don't know how trent will deal with that one but <laughs> i'm sure it'll be a problem it will be a problem i'm kind of worried yeah. i can't lie all uh, right yeah um yeah i'm looking forward to it man i'm happy he's signed for united like the shithousery if he signed for city would have been oh, funny. i wanted it so bad it yeah. funny but I, uh, I, I've got to say, as a football fan, it only seems right that he goes back to Manchester United. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Tottenham have completed the signing of Emerson Royale from Barcelona. Breaking news: Gone to Sky Sports. Oh, nice. nice. And uh, yeah, well, on the same sort of thing, Chelsea have signed Sal Niguez on loan from Atletico Madrid. Uh, don't know the ins and outs of the deal yet. I'm guessing that will be um, revealed to us. Well, we don't know how much. Yeah. Um, I know it's a five million pound, five million euro loan deal, but I don't know if there's any like option to buy or obligation to buy. Oh, right. Whatever. Um, yeah, I have no idea. But um, more new, more new. Oh yeah, Ronaldo back to Man United. Sick. I think that puts Man United right in the driver's seat again to win the uh, Premier League. Even if it, you know we had them third, but I think this has put them maybe into contention. I know the defense obviously has been a bit. I don't know. We we on paper it's great, but it's been a bit shaky. Yeah. Um, so far this season, obviously, I think they've let a goal in in every game apart from the last one. Um, so yeah, interesting. But um, I mean, when you've got that much firepower now going forward, yeah, who needs a back line yeah, yeah. where you just yeah. banging you goals yeah, in? It. it don't. It don't yeah. matter, right? As long as you score eight but only concede seven, you're fine. <laughs> exactly. You're winning. Exactly. But. Um, that has moved. That has allowed uh, Dan James actually to move from Manchester United to Leeds for twenty-five. I think it was, was it thirty mil in the end, or was it twenty-five? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Oh, twenty-five maybe plus add-ons. So outrageous, outrageously good business for Manchester United there because he is not worth twenty-five million. Pounds. Didn't they just earn back their money for Ronaldo? 
what well, they yeah, spent yeah. they spent yeah they spent less on ronaldo than they did on selling dan james yeah so, and, and the amount of money they're gonna euros. get from like shirts and every his yeah, face now he's got another seven back yeah, yeah. jesus so, christ well the reason he has he can thank dan james for have for him having the number seven back because it was a bit of a uh, tactical masterclass. This is something that Venka used to do. And, uh, <laughs> oh, the tactical day. masterclass. But um, yeah, no, it was because Dan James has has left. That allows um, Cavani to take his beloved number twenty one uh, that he loves so much. And, uh, and because he, uh, Cavani's taken that number twenty one, that frees up number seven Wee. for Mr. Ronaldo. So um, yeah, cracking bit of business there, I think, from United. Well, uh, very well done. Yeah, they smashed it. They smashed it. But yeah, I mean, paying twenty-five million for Dan James is absolute muggery. Well, uh, they couldn't get him from Swansea when they uh, tried originally when he went to United. So um, yeah, they've got him now. Yeah. Two years I later. I don't really get like it's not. I, I don't. I mean, I'd rather have Raf Rafinha and Jack Harrison, who they already fucking have. So I don't know. I guess depth. But, but yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously, Palace not been officially officially announced but it's done obviously we've signed Odson Edouard for uh, about 15 million pounds I think from Celtic he's having his med he's had his medical done I think they're just doing some video that we always like to fucking do um, <laughs> when we're announcing a player rather than just do the photo with them but um, obviously West Ham have signed CSK A Moscow midfielder Nikola Vlasic obviously you might know him from the Croatia team that we obviously lost to in the semi in the final uh, semi final of the World Cup but then beat um at the Euros last year, he's a good player, man. It's a very good move for West Ham. Um, adding another Eastern European Donny to their team, who's uh, going to fuck people up, which is obviously what they like. Um, it's doing well for them because they're uh, they're smashing it at the moment. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, obviously, they signed Kurt Azuma as well. I don't know if we've actually really spoken about that too much. I think we were initially when it was like when it was like happening. Yeah, um, I think we mentioned something about it last Thursday when we. Uh, it was just me and you, Alf. I think yeah. it, we mentioned something a little bit there, but it wasn't. I don't think it, anything had been officially announced there, but yeah, good move, I think. Yeah, I think it's Great good. Move. It's decent. Great move. He's definitely going to play. He'll fit in nicely again with um, whoever the hell they got back there. His names have escaped me. Cresswell. Um, it's a deal. Is he the centre back? Is he one of the... Craig Dawson? Is obviously, yeah. but I can't remember the other Donny. Um, obviously, Leicester signed Adamola Lutman. Which is a great bit, of, great deal for them. Was it a loan deal? I think wasn't it? Oh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, loan deal, obviously from RB Leipzig. Palace were another player that Palace were in for, but um, wage demands were too too crazy for us. So season-long loan move, uh, and they've agreed an option to buy as well. Nice, nice. Um, Good business. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Spurs have what signed that? Oh, you said that, haven't you? About Emerson yeah. Royale, thirty million euros. That's a good deal it's for them. Been, uh, announced on their Twitter with all the pictures and everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about him, but um, fair play. I mean, he's probably a better op if he's a right back. He's definitely a better option than Serge Aurier and uh, Matt Doherty at the moment. Um, Real Madrid he's gone for sorry, he's gone for twenty five point seven three million pounds or thirty million euros. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Real Madrid signed Eduardo Camavinga, which is a really crazy deal that didn't. Well, there was no rumours or anything of this happening until today. Um, I don't know why they. I think maybe a panic. I mean, it's a good signing, but I think maybe potentially a panic signing from them for not because they obviously have had a whatever 190 something. Where is it? 
189 uh, or something? 189 million pound um, offer for uh, Mbappe rejected. Um, which they could just get him for free next year, so I don't know why the hell they're fucking doing this. They're so stupid, man. These teams like Barcelona, Real Madrid are so stupid. They throw money at their issues and then realise that... Yeah, it's probably going to uh, bounce back and bite them in the arse. Because, um, who was it? Um, Busquets and... Who else was it? Another um, Barcelona player have had to take quite significant pay cuts to be able to afford the um, uh, Aguero deal. Yeah. I mean, he's even trying to get out of it still, isn't he? So, yeah. The lawyers, no, man. It's just a stupid club. The whole the whole La Liga is stupid at Timpot. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's just stupid. But, um... So, for Watford fans, I don't know... I mean, no one else gives a shit, but Troy Deeney's left the tw- club after 12 years. Jesus. Um, and he has been... And he signed with his boyhood club, Birmingham. So <laughs> nice. he's got, I don't know if you guys knew, he's got a tattoo of the Birmingham City cr- uh, crest on his leg. Um, so he's a big, big fan. Obviously, like we were saying earlier, Chelsea have signed Sal Niguez, which is a crazy deal. That midfield's got an even... Like, you know, the midfield of Jorginho and Kante is now... You know, they had Kovacic on the bench, they had Ruben Loftus-Cheek that was put... Was, I, actually, I heard it was supposed to be more of that front three than that middle two. But, mate, they've just they've just no need for it, really. Um, but they've done it, so fair play. Taking, um, taking a leaf out of City's book, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your boys, uh, Mark, have been not signing new players, just re-signing old players. Yeah, so, uh, a lot um, of, lot of uh, Henderson's signed a new four-year contract. Yeah. Um, well, we, did Nat Phillips sign a new contract? I think Nat Phillips had recently, Williams. literally today, signed a contract. Yeah. Um, so Williams I well. have a little quick, quick picture of it. It was a nice little graphic. I thought I'd save. Uh, we've got hello, uh, Trent. Hello, Shed Gaming. Oh, oh, hey Simon. Didn't see you there. Hey Simon. Oh, oh, hey Shed hello. Gaming. Oh, hi Alfie TV. Um, so yeah, Trent. Signed 2025, Fabinho 26, Allison 27, 2027, uh, Van Dyke 25, Robertson 26, and Hendo 2025. And Shed Gaming has subscribed. Love Woo. that. Cheers, brother. For my favorite sign. Appreciate you. My favorite sign. I was wasn't the one that. In, I know. Usually, usually on it on my shit. On the but, uh, Thanks for the sub. Appreciate that. And it's an actual sub. It's a tier one sub. Oh, Believe. You might get ah, uh... yeah, yeah, a little little Phil, Phil Jones <laughs> picture. Yeah. There you oh, go, GG, found that GG. Yeah, lots of signings. About... Well, I mean, yeah. How do you feel about the fact that you've not added anyone really new to the team? Though? I like, like don't feel team. mad about it to be honest, because I mean, we and Ollie will get into it a little bit later, but Harvey Elliott feels like a new signing yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. Um, and especially I think. Oh, he's redeemed a he's up there. Simon's redeemed a hydrate. So if you have a drink, hydrate people. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not that mad that we haven't signed anyone new. Uh, Navigator again feels like he looks a lot better. Curtis Jones, yep. although he had a concussion, is going to be one of those people who we we sort of have. So it's Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones, who is basically our Wijnaldum replacement. Well, Curtis Jones was still potentially on his way out at one point. Um, a couple mm. of days ago, there was rumours of a, a, a loan move for him. Nah, I think um, already materialised. Yeah, I already massively rate Harvey Elliott way more than Curtis Jones, but Curtis Jones is not a bad player, so move on. But um, who uh, who else? Yeah, that's it really. So yeah, you're saying like Harvey Elliott feels like a new sign-in. 
Yeah. But then is, it, is there a case of like th this? Because I feel I was I put in the notes today. You see, Ollie went when Ollie when Ollie goes through it. You'll see that I've put I feel good about our predictions for Chelsea winning the league and Liverpool finishing fourth after watching that game. Um, I do feel like li like um, you're not really moving forward. You are just at a standstill. Yeah, no, I get, yeah, I get what you mean. Around you, you know, fucking Man United, just like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult watching everyone sign these names and wondering, you know, Chelsea just have Sal Niguez for no like, reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird because it's yeah. it's not like Liverpool isn't a desirable club. No, definitely like not. it's a very good club to like. Apart from its location. All right, yeah. mate. Um, <laughs> but that's why I'm confused. It's like, okay, well, I know we can go get these world class players. I know we have world class players, but we have room for improvement. Like most clubs have, in some areas, there's always room for improvement. You have to, you have to keep. Because uh, if you're even if you're bringing a player in, that that player, who, even if you're bringing a new, like right wing in, obviously you're not going to be like one well, a Salah's unplayable. But there is also still that okay, well they still have someone who could get ahead of me here, so I have to be better. I have to like yeah. keep my spot because I don't want Salah to get humble. Competition is always good for. Yeah, I think that's how United. Um, did it they always brought in these world-class players as well so there's always that competition for that spot so yeah i, I do i do get a bit like mm, kind of would like to make one one like big dollar signing a season who was it canate is that his name yeah it was, yeah it was more that was more like to fill the the void really because we saw matic always has these injuries and then as soon as van dyke if van dyke goes down it's like pff, we're shaky yeah like we're yeah, shaking the best the thing. Of days. All it takes is another person in that backline to go down, and you're still fucked. You're fucked again. Yeah. Well, if Van Dyke goes down, it's a bit like okay, he's he's a big influence, but hopefully Canate could learn from him and yeah. do and try his best to replicate Van Dyke, maybe. But again, Matty. I mean, I watched Matty being in that Chelsea game and looked solid. Are you joking? No, no, I'm not joking. Oh my god! I put in the notes how fuck it. Did you not see Lukaku turn the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lukaku out of his depth. No, but in other games he's been amazing. In that Chelsea game, I thought. I mean, you're against Lukaku. Like, come on, like Lukaku breaks defenders. That's what he does. Yeah. Just he turned Matip. Yeah, yeah. Sent for a hundred. But there were a lot of times where Matip looked really good where I expected him to fail. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, and the amount of injuries he's come from, he's not, he's hasn't exactly had hours on hours on hours of football under his belt. Like the amount of injuries yeah. he's had to come back from, and I was thinking, oh, Matty, that is started. also his fault, though. Oh yeah, like getting injured, like having a lot of injuries is also his fault. Mm. He's good at coming yeah, back from them, but then he's also good at getting another bloody injury. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. That's true. But I, I don't know. I think uh, we'll, obviously you guys will get onto Matty, but I just yeah, I just thought he looked terrible, and that uh, yeah. Liverpool were fucking lucky that Chelsea got a red card, essentially. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, that well, I think that Chelsea would have run away with that. But you guys can get onto that. That's that was that's what I thought. But um, <laughs> Oli, who are you signing? This guy that no one knows, like Bologna we defender. We are signing. Uh, no disrespect to you, uh, hero Tommy Ashu. Tommy Ashu. Tommy Ashu. Yeah. He's a young Japanese uh, player coming from yeah. Bologna in the no Syria. But honestly, I've not heard of you before today, so I apologize. Well, at the moment, I'll take a defender. Anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> Where does he play? Uh, he plays centre-back or right-back. Centre-back or right-back. So that's something that you need. Exactly. I'll take it. But obviously, with a lot of rumours that Bellerin's going to be out by the end of the day going yeah, uh, to uh, 
Real Betis. But... Yeah, I, it's 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 surprising. Um, I mean, the, the news around Arsenal have been not been great recently. Like the like, especially today with obviously Ainsley Maitland Niles, um, his post was that today or was that yesterday? Yesterday was uh, it? The day before yesterday, I think he put the post up. Right. But yeah. I, I, I think yeah. there was a lot of uh, meetings and everything. There was contract talks held yesterday. We basically told him that sorry but we don't want to let you go um i think where we haven't been able to sign a proper well this is the thing where where we haven't been able to sign a proper legit right back for the whole window it's getting to the point now obviously we are signing a defender but he plays he's a center back that can play in that right back position but he's not a a born and bred right back but the niles has played at right back for us for quite a long time while bellerin was out with his acl injury and all this sort of stuff. So, and better uh, better uh, Maitland Niles is another one of those players that is quite versatile. He's not amazing, but he's he's quite versatile. He doesn't do badly when he moves sort of around the pitch. Um, yeah. So we basically said that if a, a good offer comes in, we'll let you go. Uh, but an offer came in from Everton for a loan, but it was uh, a loan with a ch- uh, uh, option to buy, but the option was far too low, apparently. Way less than we were willing to let him go for. Um, so we've just said, I'm sorry, but we haven't had the, the good the deal that we want for you, so we're not going to be letting you go. Um, so I think he probably will be. He probably will be getting more game time this week, uh, this year, because of obviously our god awful defence that we've got at the moment and his versatility there. But yeah, so he was obviously told that he's not going to train with the first team. So how's he going to start playing? Oh, I think that's more punishment due to the fact that he openly mugged off Arsenal on social media but you shouldn't be doing that as a player I I know obviously that the frustrations you have as a player but it's you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be openly putting stuff on Instagram about like your your contract and of the fact that you want to leave and stuff like that it should be kept more behind closed doors that sort of thing fair enough you're entitled to your opinion and all that sort of stuff and you can say to the club whatever you want to say to the club but putting on your instagrams are probably a step too far and it was a bit immature to do that sort of thing so i think there's got to be some sort of punishment sort of the wrong word but like he has to consequence of that word yeah some sort of consequence for it but it's a business at the end of the day yeah exactly yeah Yeah. especially the fact that arsenal are a meme of a club anyway (laughs) and (laughs) it does not help at all Edu and Arteta need sacking. I mean, we've been saying this for ages. They both need sacking. They're both an absolute embarrassment to football at the moment, if we're being completely honest about it. But and the whole of Arsenal at the moment is a bit of an embarrassment. Um, you know, you got players that don't want to play for you, all that kind of stuff. It sucks, but it is what it is. Hopefully, this new guy can come in and do something. Yeah, I'm not sure how much he'll, he'll play or whatever, but yeah. um, I've just seen a, a bit, couple more details about the uh, loan fee for uh, Sal's been announced. Uh, they're paying €4 million Euros for the loan and they have a €35 million uh, Euro option to buy. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. But um, what else has been around? Obviously, yeah, fucking Anguissa from Fulham has uh, extended his contract to Fulham and has gone on loan to Napoli for the rest of the year. Damn. So he's levelled up a bit. That's nice for him. He's a good yeah. player. Um, and that's uh, Ethan and Padu, who's uh, signed a three-year contract with Chelsea, but has been loaned out to the Italian side Venezia on loan for this season. Venezia. Um, Solomon Rondon is close to completing a move to Everton, which is cool. They needed, I mean, they definitely needed more than what, like, they needed. A sh- 
this is hard to, I don't know why I'm struggling to fucking say this, but they were there was more areas of need than striker, sorry, for Everton. Uh, maybe a creative midfielder because you've got one that doesn't want to play for you right now. Huh. Um, but yeah, weird, weird deal. Weird deal. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, Mark. I was talking to Ollie about this earlier. Um, oh, no, I think I might have mentioned this to you. But yeah, Burnley were offered Weston McKinney from Juventus on a loan deal. Um, you know, after Tottenham uh, went in for him and got rejected. It's quite weird, I, I, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I don't really know if it's bullshit or not. Yeah. Like, he's been offered, but I don't know if it's actually going to gonna go through i don't know it's sorry say that again so he was offered, he was offered to burnley i don't know i yeah. assume by juventus because i don't know who else could offer him maybe his agent mm. i don't know but um but it doesn't look like it's gonna happen which if you're burnley fans i'd be fucking fuming but weird West McKinney's a baller. just had a alone. couple comments come through simon when's the next fifa stream lads maybe on the weekend maybe we can yeah, have a talk about that we still got that issue where for some reason my microphone doesn't get picked up i could just play in the background you know yeah. as long as there's a couple oh, you're, of people you're on there. playstation again now aren't you yeah my my pc game for some reason i don't have the privileges to play the game that i own and I told you, mark download it on xbox game pass because you've got it on steam at the well. moment get it on well. game pass for free that's fine uh, and leave your pc running. hendry is in is oh, in the hello. chat hello gentlemen hendry has tuned in for some last minute transfers nice man it won't nice. be last minute because we won't be going till be 11 but uh we won't be going till 11 p.m but still that's it mate that's it but you never guess who's back in english football boys Saido berahino i did see that yeah he's on sheffield wednesday, wednesday. yeah <laughs> he was a Sadio I remember when Palace room for him on. Yeah, that was that Jesus was Jesus Christy, that Jesus. I think in uh, in honor of Harry, not that anything happened to Harry. He's just yeah, one, I believe. Um, but <laughs> no, we should mention a couple of uh, uh, transfers that they've made uh, for Reading. Oh yeah, uh, go, on, go on. They've uh, brought in uh, Danny Drinkwater on loan from uh, Chelsea. Nice, huge signing. Uh, Scott Dan, if you, uh, brought in. They're also looking to bring in uh, potentially Andy Carroll as well. They're, they're going for it this season, man. Going for it. They, they, they Fair play to them, man. I've recently got Reading into the uh, Premier League on my career mode on FIFA. Well done, man. And I well done. Rep the boys. Love it. Um, yeah, last few ones to obviously run through. Moise Keane has gone to Juventus on a two-year loan from Everton. Nice. Um, which I don't really get. Why are you going to get rid of Moise Keane, who is better than Solomon Rondon? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Moise Keane's not really done a hell of a lot since he's been there. In all honesty, I remember I got him the in my fantasy the first year that he was there. Was that last year or the year before or something? Actually, though, last year when he was actually given time to play. Yeah, but that's the thing at Everton. He just didn't do anything. He just wasn't playing every time. Oh, he wasn't playing very often, and then every time he did play, he just didn't put in much of a performance at all. Obviously, I know he's quite young, but um, yeah, hopefully it's different for him with a move away. Um, but yeah, he just hasn't looked that impressive. Yeah. No, uh, I agree, but I just don't understand what Solomon Rondon brings that he doesn't. Like, I would rather definitely have Moise Keane. Um, unfortunately for Jesse Lingard, it looks like he's going to be staying at Man United this summer. Ah, uh, they're asking for a, they're asking for around twenty five million for him, and I do understand why you would be hesitant to pay that for Jesse Lingard. Uh, obviously, it was looking like West Ham with the team. Uh, so yeah, I mean. It's, it's a tough one. I think 
Jesse Lingard, would you? I mean, obviously for the neither of your teams, you wouldn't pay twenty-five billion. But if you're a West Ham looking team, would you pay for twenty? Would you pay twenty-five million for him? Well, he was quite important to them, so I guess that yeah. that does affect the value for West Ham specifically because you know they know that he works in their system. Yeah. So I'd be lean yeah. to say for West Ham, like that's a average list. It's, it's a bit much, but it's like it's okay because he, he did prove himself there massively. Yeah. So I was thinking on similar sort of lines to be honest he, he's probably worth 25 million to them but maybe not to other people but I don't know it could just be a case of it gets like it doesn't really bring anything more to the team because they've not had a bad start or they've had a pretty good start to the season obviously uh, we'll mm. get on to what happened this weekend but um, yeah they've had a good start to the season without him so who's to say that they won't be able to carry on um maybe the only thing I would say is their squad is getting a little bit thin. Um they don't have huge sort of depth with their squads, um, with sort of a couple of people out. But um yeah, I think it depends. I I'd if I was um West Ham I'd I'd go for him. Yeah. Try and bring that what he had last year. Um just yeah, crack on. Take just uh, crack on where you left off from last year to be yeah, honest yeah he didn't play like someone who was just on loan or whatever like, no. he played like a West Ham player yeah exactly and he was at the end of the day he was only there for the last half of the season and he did really well in that last half yeah, so if he was there really for a full well. season especially having six months with the team previous as well it's maybe it's only going to be better from here and he just seems really happy yeah definitely you never know he might now with Dan James out the picture could that be uh, I know obviously they signed Ronaldo but could that be, you know, a bump up in where Jesse Lingard could potentially see some football in Manchester? Um, you never know. I doubt you never it. Know. Um, Renato Sanchez to Wolves for a loan was uh, looking like it was going to happen, but uh, it's off apparently. Um, wait, let's have a go. What's this saying? Oh, okay. So Wolves have said they're they're a bit mad at Leo for moving the goalpost essentially at the eleventh hour. Um, so I'm assuming they probably ask for more money or like a sell-on clause oh. or something like that. So, yeah, uh, not not great for Wolves, who would definitely, obviously, you guys can get into this and see through the notes I've written. But they're they're just they're a weird one, man, because they need to uh, they need to not lose a Dharma Traore. If they lose a Dharma Traore, they are really fucked. Um, but yeah, I think to be honest, boys, apart from that, there's not been too much more going on. Um, I don't know if. Uh, oh, actually, to be fair. Did you see? Have you guys seen Goal, the film? Yes. Yeah. Signing of the season. Oh, yeah. I'm here, I'm here for it. <laughs> Newcastle. So, Newcastle have signed Santiago, not Santiago Munez, but Santiago Munoz. I'm assuming that's how you say it. I'm not sure if you have an O and not an E. But obviously, if you guys, football fans of our age, will definitely know the, the film Goal and the. Um, subsequent the, the journey of the journey of the absolute hero that was Santiago Munez in uh in Newcastle and then Real Madrid wasn't it after that it was it was, it was new in goal two uh yeah. it was Real Madrid but uh yeah I mean they've sort of making it happen 19 year old has joined the Magpies on the 80 on an 18 month loan deal uh, they can make it uh permanent he's he's uh joined from Santos Laguna in the Mexican league um, it helped Mexico to the 2019 Con CONCACAF Under-17 Championship. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to shit out, shit on like a, a thing, but if your fucking competition is called CONCACAF, then uh, like it's not a World Cup or Euros, is it? So who cares, basically? But yeah. 
but yeah, I, think, I mean, uh, Santiago Nunes is arguably Newcastle's most famous player, uh, maybe behind Alan Shearer. But, <laughs> put him on yeah. the map. Yeah, I mean, fair play to them. They got uh... Chef Gaming said, "Big up Santiago." Third film sucked. The third yeah. film was was absolutely horrific. That's that a bit like horrific. a lot of football films, to be fair. Like Football Factory. First one was good. Second one's air. Yeah. And third one they did trash. <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. Second one was okay. It wasn't great, but yeah. Green Street, another one. Green Street was another one. Yeah, yeah. Football Factory. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Dombele, obviously, obviously, he's had a fucking horrible time with it at, at Spurs. Uh, we can't get gay for love nor money. But uh, he's uh, he's been told that he's going to stay at Spurs. Basically, there was uh, interest from Bayern Munich, but I think it stopped pretty quickly. I mean, if he the thing is, if he can get his head right and he can get into a place where he's going to be playing football and you know can clear his mind of any negativity that I'm sure there is a lot of at Tottenham around with him as well. Um, you know, it's been two managers in Pochettino and and Jose and now Nuno, three even that just don't fancy him. And I think he's still their transfer record signing, no? Was it Poch that brought him in? Yeah, it was Poch that brought him in. Um, scored that absolute rocket of a goal on his debut. Yeah, done um, nothing since. <laughs> done nothing since. And it's a shame because on his day, man, he could be one of the best, like, sort of box-to-box defensive midfielders in the Premier League. And he's just not not, not cracked onto it. Maybe it's Spurs, but I think if he was to go to somewhere like Bayern, we'd see like a Renato Sanchez thing. Do you know what I mean? When when he was at Swansea, he was horrific. But he went to Bayern Munich and he was one of the, you know, one of the hottest young midfielders in the world went to Serge Gnabry yeah Serge Gnabry as well left uh, left that Tim Pot club he was at to Bayern Munich and uh, left the Tim Pot club then came to Arsenal then went to Bayern Munich <laughs> yeah okay um, <laughs> but yeah no it's been an interesting one I reckon it's only going to get more interesting I think we'll see a few more deals come in um, you might see a panic buy from someone I, I do love a good panic buy so hopefully we see something something like that I, I i've seen loads of um rumors around severe uh, severe what am i talking about that's just popped up on there around uh, ruben neves to manchester united for uh, but they've been looking at 25 million and i just don't think 25 million is enough to get ruben, well that that ruben was Neves, man that conversation was started a sort of maybe about a month or so ago now yeah. and it really seemed to sort of die down there wasn't much news on it for ages now obviously that getting what was last day deadline day the all the talk seemed to be hot and up again but yeah i think it's a little bit yeah i don't think i'd pay that much i mean i don't think that's going to get him bro i think you have to pay way more i ruben never's only 24. is he yeah Apparently he looks about 30. i think you could get <laughs> he's a quality baller you could get 40 odd million i reckon for ruben never's if you really be fair, if they're selling dan james for 25 then <clears throat> they could probably uh bring in um neves Gonna or, get, if they're gonna get they should be serious about that because that would be such a class signing. Imagine playing him at like with him and uh, Bruno and uh, Pogba in the midfield or Donny van der Beek, however you wanted to play it. Look, probably more Pogba. He was gonna say, Donny van der Beek ain't getting on that pitch anytime Absolutely soon. nothing. No, no, you're doing nothing. But that's about it in terms of transfer news, boys, which is uh, very handy because uh, I've got to bop. Um, just going no scouring for any last minute bits of uh, deal, bits of business. Oh, Kabak, oh, your man, your former man, Kabak signed with Norwich. Yep, saw that on a loan, loan for around three and a half million. Um, which is a, a Norwich, buy option at the end. Yeah, it's an option to buy at the end for twelve million. Um, I don't think that that's enough for them to 
stay up. I still think they're going to go down. I still think they're going to go down 20th. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, Ollie, I, you know, we were talking about Enketia and that. So it came out today yeah. that the deal with Arsenal was was agreed. Um, mm. It was the personal terms that we couldn't get couldn't get done. Okay. So what I'm assuming by that is he probably wanted a bit too much money than what we were willing to offer him. Probably. Um, which is fair enough. I mean, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I, we're never going to play Enketia like. Reese oh, Nelson's gone to Feyenoord as well on loan. Reese Nelson's gone to Feyenoord. Big big deal. Yeah. Hendry's asked a quick question before we go out. Can Arsenal get rid of Hector Bellerin this window? Well, he's meant to yeah, be going well, to Real Batiste. Real Batiste. He's uh, supposed to, supposedly having his. Uh, med- I thought he was having a medical done in Sevilla. Uh, so potentially, Hendry. potentially Hendry. Definitely. I mean, yeah. He. Uh, Willian's gone. He's got to go though. Honestly, Hector Bellerin, bro, to be dressing like that at the level of football that you are. I'm sorry, but there's there's a lot worse dressed footballers out there. No, I mean, like you shouldn't be able to dress that audaciously and act like he does for the shit footballer that he is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, uh, the La Liga will be fine. Real Betis is an interesting is an interesting project for him to go to. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it'd be good for him, good for Arsenal. Um, Although that that just leaves you even, you know, that still leaves you a right back problem. You'll still have. Oh yeah, so. Yeah, you'll have. Cedric and Maitland-Niles who doesn't want to be there. So Cedric, <laughs> Maitland-Niles can probably play Callum Chambers and that Tommy Asu. Jesus. None of which like, I want them to play there at all. Uh, but, uh, we've got options. Yeah, you've Not got very options. good ones, but options. options yeah. Yeah. We'll call them options, shall we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, I'll let you guys get on with the review. I know you're starting off with a really fun one for Ollie because it's 5-0 Man City, so... Uh, We'll just let you guys get on with Even that. Even when Alf's not hosting, we have to start with Arsenal. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, so boy. it's got to be done. Yeah. Ollie, uh, make sure when you go to the West Ham uh, Palace. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it. You I already know, know what you're going to say. I'm not going to say it. Conor Gallagher is the goal. Look at that. They don't even compare. That Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher is the fucking goat. Right. There we go. And I'm just seeing if there's anything else that I wanted to get on. I said no, not really. Um, no one wants you anymore, Alf. Go to your aunts, yeah. and we're going to go through these games. I'm terribly, sorry that, uh, I'm terribly sorry that the rest of this podcast is going to be shit because Ollie's hosting. But guys, make sure to tune in next week. Sure is, I'm, I'm editing all of this. So I'm just going to edit all of that bit out. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And welcome back from this short break, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I it looked like it skipped a little bit there, guys. Uh, <laughs> technical issues. All right, guys, I will see you later. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for watching so far. And, um, yeah, sick. Bye. 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 And we just switch over. And we're ready to go. Lovely. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, here we go. Relax now. Oh, God. (laughs) The, uh, what's it called? It's not the, a short um... stream, Simon. It's a short stream for um, Alf because he had to duck. So now we're just now we're going to take a little bit of relaxation. Uh, or if you're editing this, you can put a bit, a bit of calm music on. We're going to get update on the recent. The dictator's now gone, so we're, <laughs> we're going to uh, crack on and have a bit of fun. No, I'm joking. Um, so yeah, welcome to the review of game week three. And like Alf said, we are going to start with the most disappointing Ooh. game um, of the whole weekend. To say the least. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Man City 5, Arsenal 0. 
so City absolutely destroyed Arsenal. This is what Alf's wrote. Uh, City absolutely destroyed Arsenal with goals from Gundogan, Gabriel Jesus, Rodri, and two from Fernand Torres. Arsenal looked horrendous all game. Didn't show any improvements from the first two fixtures. Uh, in fact, they looked like they took a step backwards, if that's even possible. Arsenal had 19% possession, took one shot, which was off target. City made 757 passes to Arsenal's 185. Otessa are out? Yep. I'm, uh, well, I said in previous podcasts that I was willing to give him six to eight games. Six um, to eight? You shouldn't be giving someone six to eight games. Yeah, but considering the first uh, within those six to eight games, we're playing City, Chelsea, Tottenham. Um, That's like a bad start. Also, well, obviously, we played Brentford. We've got Palace. We've got Brighton. Um, yeah, yes, things could I think change. Leicester as well at some point. But yeah, I, I've tried to give him enough time that it's not just him. Uh, like a, a couple of really tough games at the beginning, apart from the Brentford one, and then he gets sacked. I think I wanted to give him a little bit longer, so we can wholeheartedly say he's not right for this club, and right. he will not be. He d- we don't want him to stay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's now quickly becoming apparent that things aren't going to improve. Um, I thought after the the West Brom game that we uh, did in the uh, Carabao Cup that we won six 0 I thought, oh, maybe it won't be as bad. Maybe we might actually score. Unfortunately not. We no, did not. No. Um, and it was just embarrassing, to be honest. Um, I didn't watch it. I didn't want to. I mean, you knew, how we, you knew how it was going to go. And it exactly. went exactly that way. So why put yourself through the torture? Exactly. Um, but yeah, for sort of me, I personally think that, yeah, if we lose the Norwich game or if the, our next game is the Norwich so Depending on what happens there, I will be basically wholeheartedly Arteta out because we shouldn't be like, I understand City and Chelsea, they are hard games. Uh, we probably always were yeah. going to lose them, but to lose that, to lose 5 0 to City, like, Can't come be on. Doing that. We, we lost 2 0 to Chelsea, which was a bit like, okay, we lost 2 0. It wasn't a complete whitewash. Like, we didn't get absolutely done in, but at the same time, it was a convincing win from them. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, with the whole. Um, City game, it was just an embarrassment. Yeah, in every in every single stat possible, City had a better outcome. Like you said, with the whole that was not surprised me. <laughs> Twenty five shots and ten of them were on target. Arsenal had one shot, but nothing was on target. Not that one shot wasn't on target. So they 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 didn't challenge. Edison could literally sat on the ground and like took a call, and Probably. he would have been fine because nothing even went inside the posts like yeah which is the harsh reality of things but there was even a moment where um edison was standing there with the ball at his feet obviously you draw a player in kick it out of field he just stood there for apparently what maybe like 45 seconds to a minute just literally arsenal players just watching just waiting just I think that's what we probably in. expect the ref to be like no like come on time wasting sort yourself out but at the same time Edison might have been time wasting, but they still completely dominated us. There was yeah. no point that we were ever going to look like we were going to win. Um, yes, we've got a message from Hendry. Arsenal <laughs> bought a, a sick third kit, though. We did, and I have it. It's actually outside of my front door. Uh, yes. my, my front door? My bedroom door. At the the moment, kit is but... nice. It's also going to look nice when you're in the championship. Yeah, but we'll have a different third kit next week. <laughs> yeah, so it's a third kit, and that um, kit will be nice. 
but yeah, for me personally, it's I'm very much the Norwich game really seals the deal for me. Really, whether I'm Arteta out, um, I don't think that he's yeah he's not good enough. For what we need, I think we should look to bring in someone with maybe a bit more experience. Um, yeah, Edu again, such uninspiring transfers that have happened. Yeah. At the same time, what I don't understand is why Arsenal have allowed Arteta and Edu to spend this amount of money if they're then literally going to be like, right, transfer window's closed. A week later, you're sacked. Get out. So it's a bit like, what do you do in if that it's situation? You, you can't, just because the manager's leaving, you can't stop that rotation of players or trying to improve the actual squad. They could have plans anyway to bring in a new manager. We don't really know. I, I, again, I doubt it because it's Arsenal. But yeah. at the same time, I don't think you should... Not if you've got a transfer window and you know you need to shift some players and you know you want to buy some players, just let it happen anyway because the, the, the players are still like they're good footballers, really. End of the day, so a different manager could get more out of them anyway. But you, I don't yeah. think you should stop that rotation just because the, the manager's having a bit of a, a shit time, or if you're or if you're planning to get rid of the manager, you that you shouldn't that shouldn't impact the, the squad personally. But I guess they do go no. hand in hand, the manager is part of the squad. Exactly, and at the end of the day, if we bring in another manager, or whoever it may be, and they decide that oh, these 120-odd million that we've spent, uh, well, I don't actually want any of those players that are involved in that, so <laughs> it's basically just a bit of a wasted window, really. <laughs> mm, um, yeah. Obviously, they are all still young players, that's the only thing I will say. It's not like we've gone out and spent 120 something mil on a load of has-beens. Uh, from Chelsea, which is what we normally do, but yeah. Um, yeah, we've got obviously we've gone for young players. Um, I think the oldest out of the sort of the few that we've signed is uh, 23. So yeah, they're all very young. They've all got a long way to go. They've all got a lot to learn. And like I've said in previous podcasts, we're on a long-term rebuild now. We're not expected to win these games. Like we're not expected to finish top four and people need to stop expecting that from us at the same time i think yeah there I was, are um, a lot of clubs that still think that keep arsenal sort of on that pedestal where they probably well, they shouldn't be anymore we shouldn't be comparing we shouldn't be sort of laughing so much that chelsea and city have beat arsenal because at the end of the day well they bloody should the team's yeah. so much better than ours yeah, is. yeah 100%. It's, it's getting to that point now where we're not that arsenal that we used to be so people need to stop treating us like we are well, people used to um, people used to joke because you always finished fourth i bet you take finish fourth now I like you know like you know what i take now. finishing fourth because that means you've beaten exactly. teams you could potentially have beaten teams like well leicester united spurs uh west ham are now up there do you know what i mean these teams are now no longer pushovers so even getting top six is not an easy task yeah. so even if arsenal were in the talks of you know Oh yeah, remember, like I was speaking speak to someone kind of the other week going, remember when you used to joke because Arsenal always finished fourth? Like looking back, do you know how good that was to always finish top four? That's yeah, consistent. We didn't, we didn't fall out of the top uh, four in the Premier League basically for 22 years, I think it was. Jesus. Something like that. So that's incredible to do. You, like you don't see teams doing that these days. No. Like every every everyone of the top current top four or the big six, whatever you want to call it, has finished outside the top four, sort of at least sort of one, one season. They might have, they might have recovered, 
and yeah. got into the top four again the next season. Well, you look at Liverpool, we finished seventh once, not too long ago. We finished yeah. seventh, and well, now you would never think Liverpool finishing seventh because obviously we bounced not back exactly. from that. But we had our issues, they got addressed to come back up. But I think Arsenal has pretty much got a little bit of a more longevity plan. Um, Hendry did say ESR, which obviously is. Emil Smith-Rowe uh, should have scored from that keeper's mistake uh, yeah so Edison got a bit too cocky uh, yeah. to say the least I mean he's probably just trying to entertain himself uh, even if yeah. it went in consolation goal I don't think much give him changed. something to do because I think it was 2-0 maybe at that point yeah so yeah. It, it may have given some momentum maybe but I don't think it would have been enough to phase Man City no, not but yeah all. I mean not arguably should have scored that keeper's mistake again. I don't know if he should have scored it. I think you know it'd be lucky if he if he got that because Edison Definitely. is a class goalie. As much as I have to continue talking about this, I will just say one more thing on Man City before we move on to the next game. Um, obviously, tried to sign a couple of strikers this summer. It hasn't worked out for them. We'll try to sign. Obviously, we'll try to sign um, Ronaldo. Couldn't get him. Try to sign Harry Kane. Get him. Doesn't seem to be an issue at the moment. <laughs> they seem mm. to be uh, doing pretty Doesn't well. Seem to be a problem. As is everyone else. Um, Ferran Torres coming in clutch for them. Exactly. Gundogan doing the dusty stuff. Gundogan obviously half expected because he had a pretty good season for them last year. Came out uh, Gabriel Jesus obviously got a goal as well and assist I think. So he's looking a lot better. Yeah, massively. Yeah, they're doing really well. Yeah, you can't really fault them. Not at all. At the moment, but. Should we yeah. move on? Um, yes, we should. Newcastle 2, Southampton 2. Uh, Newcastle started the scoring with a well-worked goal, finished off by Callum Wilson. Um, Southampton equalised with a scrappy finish, but it was a lovely build-up play by the South Coast team. Uh, Newcastle, uh, though they had the win after... Um, thought they had the win it says though but I think it's not to say thought they had the win um, after the 91st minute goal from St Maximin but the goal got even luckier uh, sorry but Sam Hamilton got even luckier with a penalty in the 96th minute um, only one goal in this game game didn't come down to luck I hope both teams get relegated that's a little <laughs> comment from Alfie at the end um, yeah true yeah, I don't really was, rate any of these teams no it was a bit of a shit show um, really Callum Wilson, glad he actually finally managed to finish something. It's the yeah. first thing he's able to basically be able to finish all uh, all season so far. But I can um, finish his own dinner. No, definitely not, hundred um, percent. But yeah, like I've said, I mean, to the fact that they both all the goals came down to, well, sorry, one of the goals was the only one that didn't come down to luck at the end of the day. Um, these people need to be maybe doing a bit more to get. Like get these goal-scoring opportunities yeah. a bit, a bit more sort of frequently rather than relying on luck all the time. Like some Maximum and Wilson, they're good players. They're just not consistent enough, I don't think. Um, they're lacking in the finishing department at the moment. So um, I think that's going to be a real issue for for Southampton. Um, no, Southampton, Newcastle. Sorry, um, Newcastle as well. They obviously had Joe Willett back. Um, so yeah, that, that obviously started. It started really well for yeah. them. Um, he did, did uh, control that midfield really well as well. Um, we got Alf in the chat. He scored in the first game. Back my fantasy team member. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, fair enough. He probably banked a couple goals in, but that, but doesn't, that doesn't make him a great. He's, he's, 
He's had so many more opportunities to score as well. I love so it. He's, he's not in the chat yeah. to defend it like he is now. So we no, can exactly. Alfie, wrong. Up. Sorry. Go, go moving on. Auntie. We're right. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Go see your family. <laughs> can we kick him from the... Uh, I, I can ban him, to be fair, but no. that, that would be a no, bit, no. bit petty. Probably shouldn't. Yeah, nah. exactly. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think the Southampton-Newcastle um, game was uh, hugely interesting. I mean, four I goals, but the goals weren't that. Yeah, they, were yeah, very they weren't there. anything special. One, I don't one think. okay goal. Um, one thing I will say was the fact that Alf didn't start um, Wilson and his team this oh. week. But he was like going into the uh, last game. He did. Uh, luckily, Junior Furpo didn't play, so um, <sighs> he managed to get Wilson off the bench with nine points or something. Uh, oh, he also had okay. and had like Havertz on the bench as well. Uh, he had like didn't get seven or eight points or something. Yeah. Um, Fuck, yeah. So. Yeah, lucky one for Hal. Um, but yeah, bored with Newcastle and Southampton now. Boo, we want uh, Alfie back, says Alfie. Sorry, mate. Fucking warm <laughs> later. Uh, right, Brighton nil, Everton 2. Uh, Brighton's great start comes crashing back to reality after a bad loss to Everton. Uh, Brighton dominated possession, um, but like a story as old as time, they couldn't score. Uh, easily the best moment of the game was Pickford having a go at Mbappé. Uh, I agree with that, definitely. Uh, I like seeing the, the passion when it comes to footballers as well, like we saw with um, Milner and um, Kostas Timikas the other day. Uh, well, I said the other day, in the first game week. Um, I think it was. it's good to see that human side, that human element coming from them. Yeah. And to see them getting so worked up at sort of their own players because they're so passionate about making sure that they uh, obviously do the job. Um, but yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant to see that um, obviously Pickford having a go at the uh, the Brighton striker. I bet Alf loved it. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of, um, I just went to see if it worked, and I was able to time out Alfie for six hundred seconds. Nice. <laughs> so that's like, Ten oh, minutes man. he's been timed out for. Nice. Fair enough. That Alf. I probably uh, probably will have to change that. But good test. Yeah. Thanks Alf for being a little test subject there. Yeah, um, yeah, did you see this game? Or did you um, or I was half awake for the match of the day, I can't lie. Um, it's a lot It's a lot of football to watch. Again, I didn't think... I mean, it's, it's good for Everton to get a win. I don't think Brighton are a team that really should be in the Prem anymore. They just... like Defensively, they're okay and they create a lot of goals. Oh, well, they create a lot of chances, sorry. Yeah. But, like... To, to be that obvious, like to rely on, oh, I'm gonna butcher his name, Mapay, Mapay, yeah, Mapay, 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 to rely Mopay. so hard on that that guy, Jesus Christ, let him just let him leave, yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, that's the thing. I think there were a couple of rumours about him potentially leaving uh, at the uh, during this summer, but nothing yeah, ever materialised. I don't think won't. that they. No, and he did. To be fair, you think he scored in the first game, which is um, mm. yeah, fair play to him. But last season he was god awful, couldn't yeah. convert anything. Yeah, um, I just, I just don't. Yeah. I think, I think it's time for Brighton just to take the L and get relegated for a change. Because I, I honestly, yeah. I don't understand how how they still stay in the Premier I League. Think to be fair, they did, st they did start the season quite well. I think obviously they were a bit of what was 
not as well as now they've uh, lost 2-0 to, uh, to Everton but at the mm. same time those the, the first few games before that they did show some sort of promise they weren't as awful as I thought they were when we were doing the predictions episode I'm pretty sure I said that they were going to be in relegated so I think they were mm. going to be bottom three but we seem to have put them a little bit higher than that I, th- I think um, we always say though that, that they're not a, they're not a bad they're a bad team but they're just sometimes there always seems to be enough worse teams that I think they're okay exactly. definitely I think that's just going to be the case yeah Exactly, but um, so hopefully, yeah, Brighton probably want to push on and get another, get some more points in the next uh, game. Everton are doing worryingly quite well at the moment. Yeah, in all honesty, um, I think we gave them a lot of shit as well at the beginning of the uh, well, it's season. Because before the season they seem that like they're breaking down as a team. Yeah, hadn't bought really bought anyone in. I no. Well, they spent one point five mil and they bought three players in. They, all that 1.5 was for Gray, I think. They bought, yeah, um, he did all right. He's doing all right, to be fair. Yeah, he's not doing too bad. But um, yeah, they seem to be not too worried at the moment. I think Rafa's doing a, a pretty decent job with them. Yeah, yeah, can't lie. Get them organised, get them playing. Yeah. Right, on to the next game. Uh, West Ham versus Palace. Um, Alf said something about Conor Gallagher being awful and any mm. midfielder in the league is better and he doesn't compare so fair enough um but yeah he did <laughs> score so i think yeah, if you've got to give him that mate stop yeah. um the first too harsh the first goal of their that. season wasn't it it was yeah first they scored the first two goals of their season oh yeah two, um two, yeah. but yeah palace came back twice in this game to secure an impressive draw uh, this is Alf that's written this, by the way, so there yeah. might be a little bit of uh, Palace bias in here. Um, yeah, impressive uh, draw against a very good West Ham team. Uh, Conor, Conor Gallagher, uh, Gallagher scored two goals. The latter was extremely tasty. Uh, Antonio is proper, legit, legit. The dude's going to play himself into the England squad if this continues. Um, before I move on to his next comment, what do you think about Antonio at the moment? How do you think he's getting on at uh, West Ham? I think he's thriving, to be completely honest. Just like, uh, yeah, just just like Jesse Lingard's thriving. I think he's just reached peak now, and everyone, he's just banging him in. Honestly, he's yeah. just banging him in. I think uh, since he hit that milestone of being the top goal scorer ever, he's now just on confidence. a high. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, confidence. exactly. Confidence and is key in football, and I think he's just in a good place at the moment. Mm. I think he's not too worried about. West Ham in terms of the team are they going to be fighting relegation or are they going oh, to be no, yeah. really I, low down or anything like that I think he's the, the team and him are in a really good place yeah, they got and like Europe said, football didn't they yeah yeah, yeah they, uh, that's uh, going to I think they're so, going, all right, um, if we smash the beginning of the season we can have a good season and have a good time in Europe yeah, exactly Great and like I've said in terms of the uh, we type of games that well, England have got uh, the World Cup qualifiers coming up uh, in the next two weeks obviously it's not been taken for that but there are going to be more qualifiers there are going to be more international games and 100% he could be looked at yeah no I agree I agree if he's because if he's, some of the shots he's making as well he's clinical mm. absolutely clinical a really good yeah. finisher as well so if he carries that into the England squad great Fair play. Definitely. Like, do it for England, mate. You'd be, you'd be balling. Yeah. How old is he nowadays? He's what? I like, have no idea. He must be in his like prime, like 27 maybe. Uh, Michael Antonio, he is 31. 31. I thought he was uh, a bit um, younger than that. I thought he was late 20s, wow. but fair enough. 
to be still be doing that at 31, fair play to him. Um, but yeah, if he could just be one of those guys that gets a, a shout in the England team because it's the back end, end of his career, seems to yeah. be coming into some sort of form there. So um, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, not with his qualifiers, but maybe the next ones that he gets um, maybe a bit of game time under his belt. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him. Exactly. Uh, but Palace showed more heart and desire in the game uh, than we did in a lot of games we played under Roy. Or they played under Roy, not we. Mm. But, um, <laughs> they never looked uh, that they would come back twice with Roy as a manager. Uh, Vieira had a great um, talk at half-time, which got the boys inspired. Um, yeah, I think that Vieira is actually doing a solid job at the moment for yeah. Palace. Um, they're obviously not had a bad start to the season at all. Two draws, one loss. So... Um, two points out of a possible nine but at the same time that, that may be on face value doesn't look so good but at the same time they, they, like I've alluded to here they're playing in a different type of football under Vieira they have to get used to that it's a more inspiring sort of level of football as well um, I think with Roy it was always that slow boring defensive yeah, football yeah. play on the counter I think he's just trying to mix things up it's going to take a little bit of time for uh, the players to adjust right. to his playing style 100% it could but, take the, it could take the um, entire season it generally could, um, it I, could hope, do, yeah. I hope it doesn't you'd hope it only takes them to you know a handful of months to figure out how to play in this because they've effectively built a new squad like the amount of signings they've made they've built up a new squad so they're going and then Vieira is probably going to try and play a completely different way and completely rejuvenate this entire team with the amount of youngsters that are coming in as well because it was an old team it was getting on but it was I and think... obviously they've let a couple of the, those old guys go now yeah um, obviously there's some of the uh the old boys that have been there for a little while, but they still do have the the main structure of the uh, of the team, the main spine of the team. Yeah, which you've got is to keep the experience. Sort of the fundamental, exactly. Yeah. Um, obviously, with Geiter in goal, um, they've gone for two new um, centre backs this year, but they've still got players like Milivojevic, Benteke, James McArthur. Uh, yeah, there's a whole oh, lot of still them there? in there. I, I thought you said, "Are you still there?" As in, "Am I still here?" I'm uh, still here, Mark. Yeah, no, are you? Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe I'm still, still there. Um, he's he's not all been right. Told any different, but yeah, he's a bit of a. Like last year we did quite well. Uh, this year, not so much. Or was it the year before he did quite well? I can't remember, but um, yeah, he's not really looking as impressive anymore. And I think now, obviously, Palace are yeah. looking to bring in that Otten Edward. Um, another striker they've already got them uh, they've already got um Mateta and Benteke as well I can't really see are you sticking around for too much longer anyway nah nah I don't think so I mean these players should move on to be honest but it is yeah. well Palace are looking like more like a team with promise and I think a lot of people are just kind of going oh I wonder how Palace is doing because like the amount of change this club has gone through in just the last six months I think yeah. like the amount of change has gone that, probably less yeah probably yeah. less yeah basically just Roy yeah. leaving really and I think everyone's just sort of gone ooh be interesting to keep an eye on that squad see how yeah. they go on well they've had some some more investment come in obviously had that guy that uh, invested 90 mil or something into the team nice um, apparently he's a good guy like <laughs> inside and outside of football so fair play to him um, but yeah, I think yeah, in all honesty, with that West Ham Palace game, I think Palace did do a good job there. Um, West Ham on, off the back of that 4-1 win against Leicester looked very strong. Um, the gate that they just seemed to be linking up really well. So I think Palace did a did a job there in terms of not managing to lose 
um, sort of too many points there. Um, still managed to get a draw out of it. So, yeah. fair play to Palace at the end it's of the day. Decent game. Exactly, definitely. Uh, right, so on to the next one. Norwich 1, Leicester 2. Why are Leicester so bad this season? Um, yeah. They had less shots than Norwich. They had a scrappy win against Wolves, which they could have easily lost. They got destroyed by West Ham. You couldn't get a job done against uh, Palace. You can only, it's so obvious that Alf's written this. <laughs> um, you couldn't get a job done uh, against Palace. Uh, now they've only just beat Norwich. Is this the end of Leicester? Uh, Leicester knocking on the top four. Could Brendan Rodgers potentially be in the managerial hot seat this season? A couple of different questions there. Uh, first of all, why are Leicester so bad this season? I don't know. They haven't really done much, have they? In terms of transfers. Yeah, obviously they've got a couple of players injured at the moment. Is it uh, Fafana that's injured? Oh yeah, Fafana's. Yeah, is, is James Justin back now? I can't remember. I, he did quite. He was doing really well for them last year before he got got an injury. Mm. I think, like we've alluded to before. I think Vardy might be getting on a bit now. I think they yeah. probably are just trying to get what they can out of Vardy until it gets to the point of no return, really, and they need to look to bring in someone else. But, um, yeah, they don't seem to be doing much this season. I don't know what it is. The ment- no, definitely. Definitely. In the last couple of seasons, they've been doing really well. They've always looked at fairly strong they've always had quite a decent start to the season but they just don't look like the same Leicester team anymore James Madison has done nothing yeah nothing and I mean he's just been there just been playing football I think he's played every game as well full 90 minutes yeah or maybe played like most of the the, well they've only played three games three yeah three games games. so but to play three games and like yeah considering last year where he was like a goal scoring mid or he was assisting and he was making like a massive contribution just to see I mean I've won I've got him in my team so I kind of want to be a bit on his side here but he's just not doing anything and I might have to transfer him out because he's just doing nothing for me I thought he was going to be the one linking up maybe linking up with Vardy maybe getting assists or maybe even just getting goals at least but I know I think they've lost a lot of players have lost like their potency I'm not too sure why but they just don't really seem up for it that scoring goals 100% 100% yeah they're just not they just don't have what they had last year um, that, that team chemistry there mm. it really seems to be missing a bit uh, and I think I was made a good point there so could Brendan Rodgers potentially be in a managerial hot seat this season I think it is but maybe a bit of a, a dark horse to be uh, looked at in that sort of way yeah and then to really be asking questions considering what he's done since he's been there he's been fantastic well, he's won um, silverware for them yeah he's won silverware got the FA Cup um, won a community shield as well didn't they oh, yeah. Was it community shield? yeah it was community shield yeah um, at the beginning of this season so yeah he's not a bad manager by mm. any means but look what happened Arsenal won the community shield last season and uh, <laughs> look what they are yeah maybe so, I mean I don't think even if Leicester have a bad season and finish eighth I still don't think Brendan Rodgers I think if you, no, if you I have think a couple he's going to survive the season 100% yeah. he'll survive the season unless they drop to like relegation I've if they're in a relegation battle a relegation I would battle. yeah I would yeah. address it there, but it's, it's not going to get to that point I don't think and no. like yeah he's done enough to warrant a little bit of time there to to 
yeah, buy himself a bit more time, uh, get things more under control. Uh, and he's not an inexperienced manager at all. He's he's done a lot in the Premier League. Obviously, he did really well uh, in um, Scotland as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just a matter of them sort of getting that whole team cohesion back together and uh, being just a bit more having a better chemistry within the team. Yeah, um, agree. But yeah, they did have less shots than Norwich, so that is saying something. The yeah. fact that Norwich have actually scored before Arsenal kind of worries me for our next game, but you never know. Yeah, never um, know. Norwich are still Norwich at the end of the day. They have been abysmal. Um, Leicester obviously haven't been uh, you know, amazing start to the season, so um, I think it's just a bit six of one, half a dozen of the other, really, with this game. So... Norwich are a bit of a yeah. weird team though. They're not good. They're good. They're too good for the championship, but they're not good enough for the Prem. Oh, hundred percent. I don't. They're, they're, they're a yo-yo club. That's why we yeah. see them go up and down all the time. And similar, we've had with Bournemouth a couple of times recently. They're a yeah. bit of a yo-yo club, to be honest. Um, so Watford as well, another yeah, club like Watford that. Yeah, Watford up and down. Yeah, but um, yeah. Any more to add on the? Norwich Leicester game. Well, Pookie scored as soon as I transferred him out, but <laughs> typical. Who did you transfer him in for? Jimenez. Jimenez, nice. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 we had some good. Yeah, well, yeah. I saw that Jimenez had some good fixtures coming up, and I thought, you know what, like better than Pookie. <laughs> so then he scores, True. and I was like, oh, brilliant. Exactly. Cool. Right. So Villa versus Brentford. Um, Dean Smith was lying when he said his team is better without Jack um, Grealish. Ivan Tony got his first goal in the game, exactly what your boy said would happen. Um, I believe that's Alf referring to himself as yep. your boy. Your boy. Um, great goal, work, um, work, well worked team move, finished off with a lovely strike. Brendier got his first goal as well, which is an absolute peach of a goal. Um, turns it on the edge of the box and hits Screamer into the back of the net. Are Brentford good or have Villa been disappointing so far? Former. Brentford yeah. are good. They yeah. have conceded one goal in three games. Yep. Two clean sheets and that I'm that's obviously the one goal from Villa. Yeah. They're good they're yet to lose. so far. Yeah, they're yet, they're yet to lose. Exactly. They're exactly. They're, apart from the top current top six or something, they're the only team below that to... Uh, I think they're like in ninth or wherever they are now, but yeah, they're in team to still not uh, lose. Yeah. So fair play to them, doing well. I think we mentioned another podcast um, maybe last week that um, Brentford were pulling the wool over our eyes a little bit, and mm. they're not as good as we initially first first thought. Well, they're not been in the but, Premier League for I a while, think, are they? No, but what I think it more is is the fact that I think Brentford are more maybe a bit like a Leeds. In the sense that last season, Leeds, one week they'd look great, they'd have a really good game, they'd be full of confidence, and they'd just be class above. But the next game, they'd look like they're about to get relegated. So I think yeah. they're a bit of a uh, a fifty-fifty club, really. There's no. But there's still plenty of games. There. No, of course, yeah. It's so it's so early on that yeah. anything could still happen. But um, I think yeah, Brentford are maybe just struggling slightly to get used to the whole Premier League um, scenario obviously the first time they've been in the first division since 70 something years ago or something mm, so yeah. been in quite a while now um, I think yeah, they might just be slowly but surely getting there with the uh, 
I don't want to do a Premier League style of play. I don't want them to do a Sheffield United though. Have a really great yeah, season well, and a bomb. Yeah. Second get. season syndrome. Yeah. Some of the good clubs, some of the best clubs. Are you, are you, are you, are you? Second season? Second season. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Dean Smith was definitely lying when he said his team was better without Jack Grealish. You can't lose a £100 million player and say our team's better. Yeah. It, like, it's a bit stupid, really. It might be better in the long run being able to reinvest that 100 million into more, but like into younger players or, or bring some more players in that overall improve the, the game or, or the team. But at the same time, it's they are they're never going to be as good as they were without Jack Grealish. Oh, sorry, with Jack Grealish. But Jack Grealish He's obviously a... just was well brought in all well, got the fouls. Drawing so many fouls, but letting the team get forward, reset, and find shape, and obviously his creative passing ability. Who was he playing? Was it City, maybe? Or it might be Liverpool, where one pass just cut four players in half. Come yeah. who you're playing, but I was just watching that pass like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna defend against that? And obviously then Ollie Watkins just ran onto it like a young little skipper he is. But yeah, he, poor, what a player. Jack Grealish kind of reminds me of uh, Wolf Zaha in a way, yeah. in terms of the sort of role that he played at Villa compared to well, sort of the role that Zaha plays for uh, Palace. And in the sense that if Palace were to get rid of Zaha, they might be, well, they're probably not going to be as good. But at the same time, he is that player that does like they rely on quite heavily. He's like the glue. Don't yeah, like he's the glue that holds it all together. The glue. <laughs> yeah, the glue. A bit sus there. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He is the glue for the, uh, for them. Um, I think that Palace do need to keep hold of Zaha as much as a lot of them maybe don't at the moment because of his sort of recent attitude issues that he's had. Yeah, uh, bit of throwing a bit of a wobbly, and you can't really do that when you're not really performing up to up to scratch, to be honest. So. Um, I think if Zaha does end up leaving Palace at some point, it might be a similar situation to Villa. They might think they might be better off, but at the same time, it might be the, the downfall of, of Villa and potentially the downfall of uh, Palace at some point. Yeah, potentially. Same. Uh, but yeah, Ivan Tony, I did predict that last year, uh, last year, last week, about him getting his first goal. So fair play to you, Alf, for getting that one right. Um, we do. We only spit facts. Exactly. Bit of bias, but we do spit facts. Yeah, true. Uh, Premier League hit us up for all of our knowledge. Um, but yeah, no, he had, he finally got his first goal. I think obviously he's probably been looking to, uh, might have been playing on his mind a little bit. The fact that he did so well in the championship last year, he was there. He broke the championship record for goals scored. Jesus. Everything like that. So not a bad player by any means, but the Premier League's different gravy. You can't. Uh, expect to go into the Premier League now you're walking into world in the last material the best of exactly. the best of the best, best, best league in the, this is a reason why it's called the Premier League because we've <laughs> got the best league name out of all the top leagues across Europe it's La Liga which is the league the league Serie A which is the A series like Series A or Bundesliga uh, Bundesliga the fat the Bunda the Bundesliga um, yeah, exactly. And there's League 1, which is a big one. <laughs> League 1. Uh, <League>, uh. <laughs> but yeah, this is why we're the Premier League. 
This is why we are a class above the rest. Primarily. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, on to the... Oh my god, we've still got so many games to go through, Mark. Yeah, I know, oh, right? It's really taken up. We need to speed through some of these last ones. Right. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea. Best game of the season so far. Chelsea yep. showed a masterclass in defending to secure a draw after the controversial sending off of Rhys James. If it didn't happen, Chelsea would have won. Uh, Kai Havertz scored a great header from a James corner, uh, corner and then uh, Mo Salah equalised for a penalty as a result of James's red card. Uh, Van Dijk did a good job on Lukaku throughout the game, but they did have an extra man for most of the game as well. Matip, on the other hand, looked way out of his depth, got turned by Lukaku, which nearly led to the Mason Mount goal. Uh, I'd feel good for our predictions for Chelsea winning the league and uh, Liverpool finishing fourth. Um, I'm just going to throw it over, throw it over to you, Mark, because obviously being a Liverpool fan, um, how did you think the game went? Oh, it was disappointing. I mean, hats off to Chelsea for well, more of a Tuchel 100 IQ, basically switching things about and just going, look, this is what we're going to be doing now. Park the bus. This is how we're going to defend. And because you saw even like Jorginho was just tracking the ball, getting in front. Was it uh, Zuma was uh, one of the centre-backs? He was just tracking every single run that Salah did and was on fire. And when he was doing that, everyone else did their responsibilities to a T. So... Yeah. Fair play, Chelsea. Like, to hold off from a relentless Liverpool attack. I think we did lack a little bit of clinical finishing. It That game could yeah. have ended about 3 or 4-1. If Hen- like Henderson, Henderson missed basically a sitter. Oh uh, my God, lovely, lovely ball from Trent. I was oh, just watching Trent play every single week. I'm seeing these yeah. balls come through. But then I'm seeing the, the finishing is... For somehow, I, I don't know, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but somehow the finishing still isn't there for yeah. me. Like the, the quality of the pass that's coming forward. I mean, you do have it sometimes where I think we saw it in the uh, game previously where if um, it got past Harvey passed it into Trent and Trent first time just deeped it over the defenders into Mane's path and he just, a nice sweet scissor kick, just banged it in. I was like, beautiful goal. Yeah. Bang it. But then on the flip side, your Trent bangs some lovely perfect ball in and Henderson just fluffed it. It <laughs> just absolutely fluffed was, it. I think if it was most of your other players apart from Henderson, you probably would have scored. If yeah, if you're... Henderson's he's not a prolific goal scorer at the end of the day. That's not yeah. what his job is no. is there to do. You shouldn't really be that far up, but it landed on him and I as much as I wanted to finish it, he ain't that guy. He's not that guy, pal. He's not uh, that guy, pal. <laughs> Uh, um, no, he's he's not. He's not that man. But you know, fair play to no. Chelsea. They hold us off. I mean, Robertson did. did an amazing um, volley. Uh, Fabinho had a great shot on goal. I think even Thiago had a decent, half decent shot on goal. Mendy was making saves left, right, and centre. Mendy was very impressive. I mean, fair like again, no, fair play to Chelsea. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I think um, I, with the red card, I think. I can see both sides of it, in all honesty. Yeah. I think half of me is saying it is quite harsh for a red card, but the other half of me is saying, well, he did kind of rotate his arm to kind of knock the goal, to knock the ball like, off the line or whatever. So, yeah. If his arm was flat and stuck to his body, that wouldn't, I don't think that would have been a no. red card or, or a penalty. It's but... the fact that he kind of half rotated like that and knocked the ball 
sort of back yeah. off the line or whatever. So yeah, Brett, Brett up days. with his knee to get an extra. Yeah. If it was just his knee, that would have just gone in. Like it would have just gone straight through. If he's had his arm behind his back like he should have done when defending, like yeah. that close, like in that position. Again, it would have gone in, but at the same time, he wouldn't have been sent off, and maybe I still think Chelsea would have been able to win that game. To be completely honest, yeah. if he didn't do that, Chelsea would have probably won the game. I yeah, if he if even if he had have done that and got a yellow and carried on playing, I think he, they still probably won have won the game. Yeah, I think this is where it, half of me sort of is is quite torn because they did they were. Well, they were better. They were better than Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the squad, man. Like, Jesus Christ. They are, yeah, you, you're not 100% surprised by this, but at the same time, obviously, with the fact that they were a man down, they did incredibly well for the majority of the second half, where you guys were just constant. It's attack, mm. attack, I think attack. we had something like 70% then... possession and 14 shots in just the second yeah. half, like the first 20 minutes of the second half or something. And what I will say though, is Christian uh, Christensen had a really good game for Chelsea. Oh yeah, getting man of the match. Yeah, yeah. so he, he, had a, he had a phenomenal game. Um, I think, yeah, he's probably going to be looking to start a lot of uh, this season, I think with the way he's performing at the moment. Yeah, he's um, Definitely, and until that, that situation happened with Reese James, I think he's also looking incredibly good this season. He's yeah, already he scored. He's got assists under his belt. He's looking really impressive. It's just obviously that whole situation was a bit unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Havertz's goal was also a great little uh, dink. So I um, don't it's, think it's, he it's meant hard that. to do that sort of thing. It's very I, hard to do that. Sort I don't. Of thing. That's why I don't think he meant it. I think he was just trying to knock it on because it would just happen to fall to him. So he was like, "Fuck, yeah. let me just try and knock it in the right direction," and it was just perfect. Well, I, I think I slightly disagree in the sense that he tried something very similar in the game before um, against Arsenal and it did, he didn't put quite be able to pull it off. I think it might be something he's been working on, on the training mm. ground. But, it um, happens, it happens. Play, yeah, it happens. I mean, either way, you're day. knocking it in a very dangerous area and you, someone yeah. else could get a leg to it or, an, or another head to it and it's in. But yeah, it's no, all about it's dangerous. It's, it's sort of jump forward but also hit right. the ball back but not get too much on it that it's just going to go yeah, over it so. literally just dipped and it was at that angle where although Allison saw it coming he just couldn't he just you can't stretch for something like that you can't get up quick enough for something like that 100%. and you just well, you have to watch it go in because it just goes over you and it falls behind you and it's just constantly like that far away from your glove no matter what you do yeah. which is a brilliant brilliant header can't fault it one thing I will say though just before we move on because I'm just cautious about time was how long are we going for nearly an hour and a half already yeah dude we're getting into it aren't we yeah, yeah i think we'll probably have to do some of the uh the team ratings in the uh, podcast on thursday because i don't yeah. have time for today but um yes one more thing i did want to say what was that now before i um forget it's about liverpool chelsea yeah uh oh, oh yeah Fabinho. For being or whatever his bloody name, Fabinho. Oh my god, Fabinho. He, uh, he was lucky not to get a bloody red. Half the he time. was Jesus very Christ. lucky. Did he even get a yellow in the No, end? he didn't. <laughs> that was surising me because he was making some he was proper rash challenges. Crunching, crunching boys when they didn't even have the ball, like the pass would have gone and he would have just gone, oh, crash. Like yeah. he would run into people and be like, get back up. Like, what, what, what did I do? I, I'm surprised he didn't get a yellow. I'm surprised he didn't get two yellows and get a red and get sent off. Exactly. Yeah, that's what one thing I was going to mention: the fact that he was just a bit on a mad one, really. But um, yeah, fair play to him. He um, didn't 
didn't get a card at all in the end. No, so, yeah, um, definitely. The ref I, think, I, think right, he, but... I think he did. I think he did an all right game. A f- yeah. little bit too rowdy, but it dealt with a lot of lot of plays. I think. Exactly. Right, last three games we have uh, Burnley versus Leeds. Uh, Leeds get a late equaliser from Bamford to secure a draw. Uh, Leeds have been hugely under uh, underwhelming so far. Bamford is getting better and better. His passing and IQ is unreal. All in all, it's a scrappy game, uh, which could have gone either way. Leeds couldn't finish uh, their chances. Chris Wood opened the uh, scoring with a bad goal. Chris. That doesn't even matter. Chris Wood opened the scoring with a bad goal from Chris Wood. I think he probably meant Chris Wood opened the scoring yeah. uh, with a bad goal from Chris Wood. He flicked it on from a shot um, put it past, um, that put past Melier. Melier. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch this game. I haven't seen any of the highlights. Have you seen much about it? Uh, a couple of the highlights. Um, I think Alvi really hit it nail on the head there. They've been a little bit underwhelming leads this season Definitely. so far but it's I like think... I half mentioned earlier about them one game last year, year being really yeah. good the next game being terrible it might be a continuation of this season as well I think they just need to get in gear a little bit um, I think they'll be alright after international break of course they'll have some time with you know to just really get their fitness up and get ready for an upcoming fixture um, but yeah underwhelming I think Rafinha has probably been the best man there looks mm. like he's creating all the chances him or Bamford I think yeah, yeah. Well, I've got both of them on my team, and Stuart Dallas. So I was, I was hoping them because them three basically run the fucking team, apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, them three have haven't really been as clinical as they were last season. But I think yeah, they just need to get back into it, get into the swing of you know playing every single week, and I think they'll have that that international break will give them some time to just to get their shit in order basically yeah i think it's a fairly decent result for burnley uh, i don't think burnley yeah. were expecting to come away with the point from burnley, that game burnley do though isn't it yeah exactly they're a very defensive side under sean dice they always have been i think they are coming probably to an end of their premier time in the premier league yep it's not this season it's got to be next season unless some serious changes happen um they've just been hanging on for a long while now so it wouldn't surprise me if they were to um to sort of be relegated this season or next season yeah. um, so I don't think they're going to be too unhappy with that Bernie to be fair I think Leeds probably more so but in the day oh, Mickey B one point. Mickey B yeah. come on uh, did you uh, hear about Alf's uh, muck up with the uh, name the other day Tommy no. Party Tommy's going to be Thomas Party Tommy Party <laughs> Tommy Party and Mickey B got you now mate yeah Tommy Party but yeah, uh, not really much, too much more to add for that game, to be honest. Um, so Spurs won Watford nil. Spurs Some continues to give. Oh, go on, sorry. <laughs> Spurs won, yeah, and Tottenham, uh, Tottenham nil. No, Watford nil. Uh, Song continues his good start with a lucky goal from a free kick that should have been saved. Spurs have had a great start with the, um, the season with three wins from three, uh, but none of them have been convincing. They luckily beat City, they luckily beat Wolves, and now they've scraped a win um, against Watford from a lucky goal. Um, Spurs made a couple of new signings, and Harry Kane needs to uh, get back to full form. Um, but I think this is, but I think these wins aren't as clean and as clear as they seem. Um, I would agree with that. To be honest, I think that yeah. they have been quite lucky. I think well, three one-nil wins. I think they've had now. Um, so it's just they're getting that one goal and then they're kind of just sitting back and making sure that they just see it out really um, 
I think a bit Watford, dangerous. Yeah, they are. They can be quite dangerous. I think, like I've said, with that they've got more to come. With obviously the more the, the signings that they're bringing in, um, obviously they've just announced uh, Everson um, Royale as well. Um, so hopefully he can add to what they've been doing. Uh, Christian Romero looked all right, but yeah, I think with Harry Kane, I think he seems to still be a bit in his own head about what's going mm. on. I think it might take him a couple more games and a little while to sort of come around to that. Um, but yeah, I still think that as much as it pains me to say that Tottenham will become a bit more convincing. Um, obviously, they might yeah. not. They're, they're doing the job at the end of the day. They get, they're getting the wins. They're getting the three points, which is what they aim for. If you get, if you do that by scoring five, or if you score, do that by scoring one, the results are the same points. at the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. You still get the three points. So, um, yeah, I just think that Watford aren't terribly impressive. They won't be now, even more so now they've lost Deeney, their talisman for I don't know how long, twelve yeah. years, I think. So, um, yeah, he's been a, one of their main focal points of that team for a long time and I think now losing that it's going to have a, a sort of a, a mental effect on them but um, yeah what do you have to add to uh, Tottenham and uh, Watford I mean they're really like it's, it's more to talk about Spurs than it is Watford Watford are really the other dogs so losing 1-0 I mean it's not terrible they could have lost <laughs> yeah, yeah they won't be too un- unhappy I don't think but... yeah you know losing 1-0 to Spurs is a bit like okay well that could have gone a lot worse it's Spurs like, they're not not a massively pushover yeah. team um, but I mean and then Spurs winning 1-0 you're probably a bit like that was Watford you should be at least 2-3-0 maybe so yeah, it's a little bit worrying because they can't they can't keep scoring one goal and apply and taking off that pressure. Maybe if you score two goals, you can then take off that pressure and reserve your energy, and maybe look for a third. But yeah, uh, to score one goal and then to sit back like they have been, it's playing with fire. You can't do that against. I mean, they think they did it against City, which is harder now. I guess hard to think about. But if you were to yeah. do that against Chelsea, Liverpool maybe yeah, West Ham now or maybe Leicester you you could see that you could lose 2-1 there and 100%. you could lose the win so it'll be interesting to see how it goes to be completely honest yeah I'm interested to see what happens if when uh, Tottenham do play someone like a Liverpool or a Chelsea or something because mm. I think Tottenham would uh, City sorry were taken by surprise at the beginning I think Pep fielded a squad that probably wasn't their full squad yeah, he got their humbled. Full strength squads. he did he very much got humbled there um, and obviously they also did it without Harry Kane um, to Tottenham so fair play for that but I think other teams probably aren't going to um, put do what Pep did in that sense and put out sort of some of the, some of the younger guys they will put their their sort of full strength squad out whatever that may be at the time but um, I'll be interested to see what happens I think mm. someone like uh, Chelsea could absolutely Batter, uh, batter Tottenham and just make them realise that no, you're, you're no good as than you were last season. You just got lucky against City, really, and you've been scraping wins since then. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had. Um, uh, Shed, Shed Gaming commented, "How long are you guys streaming today? Not not massively long. I think we've we've massively no, overdone we've, it to be honest. We have. Yeah, we should have. We've already been going for well, nearly two hours now. So we we've got one more game. Do we start? Oh, no. We've been on for an hour, hour and a half. half. Hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. So we're probably going to be on for like what another 10, 10, 15 minutes if that. Yeah. Well, we've got one more game to go through, uh, so we'll probably go through that and then call it a day, and we'll do some of the ratings for the teams in Thursday's podcast. I think that's quite of a nice way to do it because then we then we got the ratings and then 
and then all the games happen. Well, we don't actually have a preview for next week either because, well, oh. we can preview, but we'll be previewing the international games and not Premier League. So. Oh, yeah, we could look at the international stuff to be completely honest. Exactly. But yeah, last game, Wolves nil, Manchester United won. Uh, Mason Greenwood is now three for three this season. Three, go- three, uh, three great goals. Uh, and now they've added Ronaldo. Uh, he's been, he's begun to become one of the best in the world. That's a pretty little prediction from Alfie. Well, I mean, um, Ronaldo's probably already won. No, I, I think he meant Mason Greenwood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had every. I, oh, Simon said I've had a very productive ten minutes. Got new car insurance and made new stream schedule. Wow, nice, nice. Have you got a good deal on your car insurance, mate? Yeah, should come to me. <laughs> So <laughs> people who know these sort of things, you know. Um, but De Gea looked uh, like prime De Gea from a few years ago. Uh, do you think he will revive his form this season? Mm, maybe. I think there's going to be a good resurgence in the team. I think everyone's going to be a little bit hyped. So that could fall yeah. back to De Gea, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. He made a very impressive uh, like double save. Um, nice. That looked like it was definitely going to go in but he still managed to make that double save um so fair play to him for that i think with still the, he's seen i think that the euros has potentially done something for him because he didn't play for the, in that spain team or play much if at all uh, it was that unai simon or whatever that was playing for them um i think he's probably realized that if he's not looking at first team kind of football at spain I think you might be thinking, Ooh, think about this at Spain, what about Dean Henderson at United? Obviously, he played a little bit towards the end of last season and did, did well. Right. Yeah, um, not bad. Doesn't seem to be favoured too much at the moment, but um, I think he's just that, that little bit of um, competition has probably spurred him on a bit. And I think, like you say, with Ronaldo coming back in, that's going to be really good for team morale. Just get everyone in such a good headspace, make sure everyone's like proper raring to go so mm. i think it could be it could be the uh the resurgence of De Gea. i have De Gea and edison in my fantasy team um i currently have only actually played it with edison i haven't uh, started De Gea yet but i'm not going to complain they're both incredibly good goalkeepers yeah um and if one's going to be having a tough game the other one might not and like i say i'll, I'll take De Gea doing well so far this season um wolves look good going forward in every game so far but I haven't been able to score yet um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka had a goal line clearance after Fred nearly gave Wolves a goal um, United's defence looks shaky um, once Varane settles in it will get better Sancho had a questionable game but it was his first start so no one should be worried um, how did you think that Sancho got on in his first game Cause I think I... he's getting a bit hyped up I think you know he obviously is a very talented very creative very attacking player but yeah, give I think give him a chance. I think everyone expects him to go into this team, no problems, and just absolutely ball out. And I think people need to remember that it is a new team, it's a new system. He has new, probably he's got new roles that suit some of his traits. Maybe he's doing the same as what he did do previously. But yeah. I don't I think you've got to give it's even Ronaldo. Like he'll be coming into a completely different team. Although he's he's got the experience to back it up. I don't think Sancho has that experience to back it up. Changing. No, of course, but learning from someone like Ronaldo oh, God, yeah, is going to be instrumental going yeah, forward. In yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, but that's 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 going to be that's not going to happen overnight. Is it? it's not going to happen within the next few games? 
I think it's going to be a very slow build up. I think by Christmas you'll be seeing Sancho just ball out every single game. He'll be starting and he'll be a massive threat and he'll be such a big problem. Because you can't, his talent it will just not let him yeah. not be a problem. You know what I mean? It's, I think yeah. some of the criticism that Sancho is getting from over sort of social media, obviously, I know social media is just a load of crap sometimes and people are just yeah they like to argue for the sake of arguing but um i think he was getting a lot of criticism which i think was it's fair in some senses because a lot of people were saying obviously he hasn't had a great game which was it was honest he didn't have a great game but at the same time there was also a lot of people that were proper shitting on him properly saying like oh this is gives me a massive like waste of money waste of time would rather have spent the money on someone else which i think is ludicrous baffling yeah it's, it is it's, um, ludicrous. Mate. it's ridiculous like give you've, you've played one game like started one game and you can't just shoot him down like that there's not there's no good for his confidence united fans oh man they're, they're fickle exactly they are well, i think uh everyone has a set of fickle fans uh somewhere so um but yeah i think it was a lot of it was uh, was unjust i don't think he deserved a lot of the criticism like you've uh, obviously gone on to say i think he will with more time just get more relaxed into the team i think like there was a lot of um talk around him he was one of the main moves of the summer and it was just it had been a long time coming so i think with him playing in this team it will just take maybe a couple more games for him to settle in a couple more starts under his belt maybe playing some easy teams just to sort of some confidence boosters basically and then yeah like you say by christmas he might just be dominating yeah bits. 100%. so yeah um i've got a couple of questions here at the end will we united shaky defense um affect their top four aspirations um i think it's too early to, to, to yeah. really say uh again like with Varane as well he is first game starting it's going to take him time to get used to it all obviously harry Maguire, brilliant in the uh, in the back there with with Varane. Varane brings a lot of experience, brings a lot of knowledge with him. Uh, Luke Shaw, Shibata Carlos, obviously great natural. player. He's a natural, yeah. Uh, and Juan Masaka, like I've mentioned here in the uh, uh, in the breakdown here, he's put about um, clearing that goal line or goal line clearance from uh, that mistake that Fred made. I think he is. They're all they're all very good on on paper and off paper. I think they're very good players, and I think it is just a case of, yeah, over over time they'll start to get they'll gel a bit more, uh, and they'll just become an extremely solid 11, starting eleven. Mm-hmm. That team, I think. Yeah. I think they could be, maybe, fighting. Well, they could. They, I think it's, it's so hard to tell at the moment with the top. Oh, four, massively. Yeah. Chelsea have had a really good start. Liverpool have had a good start. Um, City have. City have had a pretty good decent yeah. start. And United slightly more shaky in terms of obviously Brent, only Brent getting this one start. more. Yeah, they have. Um, but yeah, they've obviously slightly more shaky with the uh, the draw against Southampton, and then they only just scraped this win against Wolves. But I think with the addition of Ronaldo as well, and when the other t- uh, players sort of really start to gel, they will just become a different animal. I think. Yeah. I think they'll they'll iron out all those creases and become. A great team again. I think um, Ronaldo will whip them into shape. He's not a man. He is not his a mentality, man for poor. His mentality is on a different level. Yeah. He'll be like, if, if he's not happy with someone, he'll be like, 
that ain't happening. Like, nah, this is what you on. need to do, and you need to do it now. Pull your socks up, get your shit together. Let's, let's fucking do it. Let's go out there. We want, every game is a Champions League final to him. He wants to go out and win. Doesn't matter if it's against uh, Watford or if it's against Real Madrid. He wants to win at the end of the day. He's a he's an athlete. He's a professional. That's what he's there for. That's why he's so bloody good and successful at the yep. end of the day. Um, will what Wolves goal drought continue? Could relegation be on the cards? I think they are really missing that that goal scoring factor. Obviously, Jimenez, he's coming back. For, he's come back from that uh, awful head injury he had. Uh, Adama Traore has had ample opportunities to score now and get on that um, and score a couple of times a game, and it's really not sort of doing anything at the moment. I think a lot of this talk about him going to City might actually be uh, like affecting him in, in some sort of way in terms of his mentality. Um, I think maybe after today it might that one might go away until January if he's not going to go or if he is going to go whatever it may be. But I think yeah, it's really starting to play on his mind a bit because he's not been able to convert these chances that Wolves would have easily done um, yeah. last season. Um, but yeah. I'm just not 200% sure on. Again, like these, these are good questions, but I think it is just so hard to really see. Yeah, like they've got, like we, we were saying earlier, um, I brought in Jimenez. You took out Jimenez from your team, and I was like, I'll, I'll bring him in because the fixtures yeah. they've got coming up, very winnable, very winnable mm -hmm. fixtures. Um, so they could see themselves have gone a little bit of a win streak very easily and find some form. Definitely. Yeah, we'll I don't see. think they're going to be fighting relegation. To be honest, I think they will be Worst like teams. Arsenal. Yeah, or like like I think Wolves will be in a similar sort of situation to Arsenal. They might have a terrible start with the first couple of games, but yeah. as soon as they start to settle in properly, get a couple of wins under their belt, some draws, whatever it may be, the league starts to finally sort of settle in a bit. I think that's when we'll see them obviously make their make their moves and uh, get the results that they're looking for at the end of the day. Um, but one person I did want to bring up quickly before we uh, wrap this up is Fred from United. His one moment he seems to be doing really well, and the next moment he just seems bloody god awful. Yeah, I can't put a finger on him. Is is I'm he an amazing player or is he just lucky? I don't think he's amazing to be honest. I haven't rated him. I, I, he's I've, show, I've seen more from him at the beginning of this season than I've seen from Fred the entire time he's been at United. To be oh, honest, yeah, 100%. I've never I've never rated him. Um, he started off. I think what, was he scoring the first in the first game? Yeah, uh, he the scored. Leeds. Didn't got an assist um, as well, didn't he? Or no, no that's Pogba. I think so. Pogba. Oh no, so, yeah, Pogba. Pogba got four out of the four five of the, assists yeah. that game. Um, but yeah, then obviously he had that issue with the um, uh, against Leeds. Oh, was it Leeds? No, the um, own goal that happened. Oh. Who is it? Che Adams. Che Adams. Uh, obviously shot and it obviously deflected came off Fred and went in for an own goal or whatever uh, and then obviously like Alf alluded to earlier with Fred um, basically fell over and gave them a really good chance to score uh, and Aaron Masaka had to come and um, obviously clear the ball off the line to save his ass. but I mean, it just kind of baffles me how much he, how often he starts for United and yeah maybe, maybe that he's a different player in training maybe yeah I think with that's the thing. Like, only judging a player by watching the ninety or or less minutes that they might play every 
other weekend or something it's quite tough because you don't get to see all the nitty-gritty stuff that happens in training you could mm. be top performer in training every single um every single training session but at the end of the day if he then doesn't convert that and bring that into the uh uh the sort of bring that into the actual game the, the thing that actually matters where you get the points and everything mm. then i don't know why they would want to start him you can be the best player in the world in training but if you can't bring that into the actual game then it's not going to help a huge amount well this is why i think you'll um, see ronaldo have that ripple effect around him of making sure everyone's doing the right the right things like if ronaldo is seeing someone in training doing amazing he would expect that on the pitch and if that doesn't happen then you'd expect that to be addressed i mean it should be really already it should be something they're saying already but you know definitely that works sometimes Definitely, but um, yeah, I think United are only going to get better. Um, Wolves will probably get better, to be honest. Um, I don't think this is the be-all and end-all of Wolves, but I think with the fact that Nuno's gone as well, I think he was pretty instrumental in how they uh, how they did last season, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it for today, really. Um, so like I said, we'll go through all the team ratings in Thursday's uh, stream, Thursday's podcast. But yeah. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you, Mark. No worries. Thanks to Alf. Alf, make an appearance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will see you guys soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow everything. If we're on, if you're on social media right now, or you're just listening to it on, on, on the way to work, on the train, stop what you're doing, take a second, and just follow us or subscribe, mm. like, do whatever. If it's a, a positive for us, do it that'd be brilliant we've got, so we've got some all... risky footy opinions exactly exactly bits of bias putting elsewhere like Alf saying how trash Conor Gallagher is even though he scored twice I don't understand bit of a weird comment. I know it's a bit of a weird one from Alf but you know weird guy sometimes um, but yeah thanks guys for joining us it's been another podcast by your boys and we will see you next time peace